There's been a long-running joke on RTBB about these men's electric trimmer companies sliding into my DMs, but when I got a message from Manscaped, I knew it was the real deal, and I haven't looked back since. I've been using their electric trimmer, and I'm going to say, worst name, but best product, but the Lawnmower 4.0 since January, because in 2022, I'm just not hauling my ass to the salon to get a wax. But I have been loving it, and it's waterproof, so you can use it in the shower, and it helps reduce nicks, ingrown hairs, and grooming accidents, because we don't want any of those. So if you've been looking for an alternative to waxing, something to just change up your routine, or to gift to someone in your life, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code RTBP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with the code RTBP. your host Tori and who is ready to be petty welcome back to another episode of RTBB champ RTBB's first ever guest back in 2019 uh, is making his triumphant return I think this is like his sixth or seventh time on the podcast and we talk about so many fun things lots of like non-pop culture things as well in this episode it's a good balance of uh, a little bit of Kylie a little bit of Oscars uh, and then just some real life stuff which is always fun there are a few updates I want to give before we get to today's episode first off Kim Kardashian West or Kim Kardashian formerly West addressed the just get up off your ass and work quote or whatever that was I can't even remember what the direct quote was nowadays but she did a interview on Good Morning America and said that the quotes were taken out of context and the attitude she was giving was because she was fired up from a previous question so I will say sometimes I get fired up and say dumb shit on this podcast um, just, you know, like usually there's a camera on, you have a microphone in front of you, you you feel like you need to perform, like that, those types of things. But it's like this type of quote uh, is not taken out of context, like at all. Sure, it's soundbitey and stuff, but I believe she really means what her, like what she said. I think that family really values hard work, which is amazing. I think a lot of people do but they don't see all of the privileges that they have and they get to enjoy work because they are working for pleasure at this point. Their paycheck does not determine what they eat in the next week. It doesn't determine if they have housing in the next month, etc., etc. So yeah, of course you like to work when, <laughs> when that's the case and when working, you know, is, is jetting to... Italia for uh, Milan Fashion Week etc so we know Kimmy that you like hard work that you're a hard worker we don't disagree but you are so out of touch with the reality of 99% of the world also the end just like that Sex in the City reboot got a second season and I I'm thrilled 
I feel like I'm on such a TV high right now. Just finished Bridgerton, as y'all know. I've been watching Siesta Key. I've been watching Summer House. Selling Sunsets coming back. The Kardashians are coming back. And just like that is coming back. So I'm just so excited and we'll definitely cover it on the podcast. I know it was so bad. It was good. But... I kind of, I don't know, just love it for what it is. A terrible TV show. It's so nostalgic that it feels good to watch. And I think that's it from me. Short and sweet. Let's get to the today's episode. It's a good one. I hope you enjoy. Here is my conversation with Champ. I'm back with a very special guest, Champ. Longtime guest, my first guest on RTBP. Champ, how are you? <laughs> when do I speak? At what point do I speak? I'm well, doing well. How, how are you doing? I'm doing well, too. I was like going to be like, you know, like champ of the... <laughs> that I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because this podcast, since I've last been on, and even before that, has taken off with like people of note, people <laughs> who ha- who are of something, of a podcast, of a, I don't know, some sort of website, mm-hmm. some sort of Instagram profile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm of nothing. I'm of <laughs> knowing Tori, pre-fame. That's what Stop. I'm from. Yeah, just, you know, the lowly title of like friend of, of 12 years or whatever. Yes. Like. Not, not just a friend of the pod, but a friend of the person outside the pot yes 100 percent. which is fine this is my formal request for you to bring back your blog or like start a fucking Let's... Substack or something <laughs> i i am i'm just getting familiar with Substack actually okay I have the app. do you know they have an app now no but i'm, yes. I'm downloading it. <laughs> like, yeah okay i would love to get a Substack newsletter from you every like Sunday morning or something. Mm, interesting. And what would the topic be? We can pitch this. Out yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this isn't for right now. Yeah. This isn't what this podcast is. No, but like, okay, but like use this platform. Once you start your Substack, you can come back right. on and you can you can pitch the listeners why they should subscribe. Right. Okay. You can put up just, a paywall. Just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet all of your listeners, first of all, have already turned off the episode yes. now that they know who the guest is. And also, none of them are are paying through the wall. Zero yeah, percent of them. They're like, oh, a mon? And, then, yeah. and an unknown. Like, no. Yeah, I want to I see the podcast uh, statistics on all your other podcasts. And then this one, just like a, a sharp it. triangle downwards. <laughs> Not to get into the weeds, and maybe I'll cut this, but a lot of listeners actually say they like the episodes with my friends better because we have, like, better rapport. Right. You wouldn't know, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk- <laughs> oh, wow. We'll foreshadowing. To- yeah, foreshadowing. a little foreshadow into what we're going to chat about today. Your last RTBP appearance was episode 57. When we talked about the Oscars. <laughs> I think I've talked about every single Oscars yeah. on this show. Yeah, four years running. Sure, we'll make it to number five. We talked about the Kardashians. And we talked about Smooth My Balls, which is, again, just like bringing it full circle with my Manscaped sponsorship. I feel like every time I'm on the podcast as well, we're talking about something Kardashians. 
Because I every, yes, every, every single one yes. of your podcasts is about the Kardashians. Literally, even though I try my fucking darndest to, to not, but I just can't. Let's get this off our chests in the first 30 seconds. Where this episode is about the Oscars. Correct. But we will not be covering the slap. We will not be covering the slap. No, there is enough discourse online. RTBP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is too much discourse online. RTBP doesn't need to be the one to to throw their two cents in. No, we're not going to be able to contribute anything to this discussion. Honestly, there's there's no there's no great articles about this. It is the one thing that I will say about it is I was obviously watching this show in real time and it was crazy. There's very few things in my life where I'm I'm watching it or experiencing it and I'm also checking social media and it was wild to watch the Twitter discourse happen in real time. Watching tweets get sent out and then get deleted (laughs) or getting ratioed in like real time. It was wild. And I just want to tell everyone, not that I'm in any position to give advice about what people post on social media, but if you are looking to post a take about the slap, I would very much encourage you not to. Don't do it. 100%. I, it's like when I talked to you, Ashley, a few weeks ago, it's like that poster in the kindergarten classroom. Like, is it true? Is it kind? Is it like useful or whatever before you speak? And and uh, we all need that little checklist in our in our heads before we, we send out a tweet. I feel like there's been a few champ tanks, but like, you have come on the podcast trying to pitch me something and I'm like the shark of shark tanks. Yeah. You're the Kevin O'Leary. <laughs> just you're, me. Just me. You're, the, <laughs> you're the Mark Cuban. You're the guy who owns Boston Pizza. Yeah. Um, on Dragon's Den. Yes. You're probably most like the guy who owns Boston Pizza if I were to... You can look that up after what he maybe you can do a side by side and you okay. on your Instagram stories and people can vote. Okay, okay, okay. I love that. So I'm not like Lori or uh no. Or like the one kinda hot guy. Absolutely not. You are a hundred percent the guy from Boston Pizza. No. I'm just kidding. I don't really know the personalities of all the sharks and dragons enough. I only know the most famous ones also, and the Boston Pizza one. Will um, listeners who live in the U.S. and abroad know what Dragon's Den is? It's just the Canadian version of Shark Tank, I guess we can say right now. They would know Kevin O'Leary because I believe Kevin O'Leary's been on Both. the American version and the Canadian version. Yeah. Um, they would not know the Boston Pizza guy, though. No, 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 no. So we can, we'll cut this whole segment right now. Let's do a reset. And (laughs) we're off to a roaring start. This is professional. (laughs) So what do you want to pitch me in in this episode's champ tank? I'm ready. Thank you so much for having me, Sharks. (laughs) What I want to pitch you on is first of all, I want to share some backstory about myself is that I uh, have recently uh, started swimming at a public at a local pool uh, for my physical and mental health. And uh I haven't been to a public pool in many, many years, really not since I was a, like a teenager, really. And, um, Oh, so I'm, I'm a shark. I'm not supposed to be talking. Yes, please. <laughs> um, all I'm asking for you is, is you to listen to the pitch. Um, 
anyway, uh, so I have recently returned to a public pool, and I just want to tell you that the public change room at a public pool is the literal opposite of consent. <laughs> Oh, I shouldn't be laughing. Like, it's that's funny, but yes, that is not funny also. <laughs> I walk in there every day. I don't know how much we can say about what you do for work, Tori. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, that's fine. Uh, you work with uh, sexualized violence prevention and all that. Um, you have given me swag items, a, to- a tote bag that says, let's get consensual on it. I walk in there with my swimming stuff in that bag every day and I just display it to the room. I said, do you see this? I I have no problem with someone in a corner by a locker getting changed quickly. Zero problem with that. We're all are all of our eyes are looking up. That that's fine. What I do have a problem with is the people that just roam around the entire change room. Like it's their personal home. What is happening here? Just completely butt naked. Why am I looking your peen straight in the face? What, right when I walk into the change room. And I'm just wondering in 2022, yeah. why we cannot, why, why is there still a communal change room? Why can we not have just like a couple stalls? Do you know what I mean? 100%. Why am I changing by a toilet? Just like throw a couple of stalls in there. Do you know what I mean? And like your feet, you're like, oh, cool. I have to take off my flip flops to like put on my suit. And now my feet are in like urine water. My feet are right next to a toilet. My bare feet. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, what are we doing here? I don't know. I don't know. So like, here's, okay. Here's what I want to discuss. You're right. Why don't we have... So I I just want to say a little a little plug for the new swimming pool at UBC, but they opened up a new uh, swimming pool when I went to school there for a year, and they had universal bathrooms and they were all single stall. So it's like the way of the future. But every community pool, basically ever, was built in like the fucking forties or the fifties. I don't That's know right. time. I don't know time. But like, yeah, they're they're like fifty year old buildings. The tiles, like, I can viscerally like my feet. I'm having like a a f- war flashback, to be honest. <laughs> but like, it's so um, three dimensional that I can feel my feet on like the tile floor, and I'm getting like the heebie jeebies. Is it just old people like schlang in their songs? <laughs> First of all, I realize as I'm making this pitch that probably most of your listeners have never been into the men's, like the male side of the public pool changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm maybe I, maybe most... not since they were children when like maybe like they were there with a like a family a, 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 ma- a male parental figure. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're yeah, you could assume that for sure. I don't know the vibe. Like, I feel like women's bathrooms are, like, God, don't get me started on gendered bathrooms in <laughs> in general. But I feel like women's bathrooms are, like, generally respectable. Like, there's some, like, older ladies that like to just, like, wander around nude. But, like, I honestly, this is going to sound weird. I like it. Because, here and here's why. This is the hottest take of all time, and 
I just want you to know that now, now I'm the shark. I just want you to know that I'm out. I'm out on investing in this idea before it's even started. I'm out. Okay. Here's the thing. I feel like it normalizes bodies and there's nothing to be ashamed of. What I will say is people with penises should, should feel shame. People with penises should feel shame. Is that what you're saying? First of all, First of all, I can't disagree. I can't disagree. <laughs> I cannot disagree. The other thing, too, is there are some of us, myself, which uh, I haven't uh, reached. I, I don't know if the uh, body positivity and acceptance movement has really reached um, me as a, as a straight a straight man. Um, we, can t- we can talk about that at another time. But... Uh, but yeah, it, it would be nice to have an option that's not a, a toilet yeah. to go in and have some privacy and change. Yeah. I also, yeah. sometimes I do the, uh, how do you like this idea? Here's a pitch. Yeah. Uh, the towel in the lockers, shut the door. It's holding the towel up. Now I have like a little privacy oh. screen. <laughs> you, yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, to go that. back to your earlier question, yeah. um, it, it, whether it's uh, just strictly old men. Uh, it's not, which is shock, which was shocking. Yeah. 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 The one thing that is great about going into a public change room at where I am in my life currently is that my eyesight is extremely bad and I cannot (laughs) see a single thing, which is, it's nice that it's just a, a a flesh, a flesh, (laughs) a blurry flesh shape. That's all I see. So that's excellent. As a person who has walked by an open window and seen a nude person and yelled, pointed and yelled, that's a peen. Like, I completely understand where you're coming from. I would be alarmed for sure. I also, like the consent part, like for sure, because it's like, I feel like when, if I'm changing in front of, like, my sisters or my friends or whatever, I'm like, oh, can I just change here? Like, are you okay with that? But I, but some, like, some people aren't like that. Maybe it's a com- implied consent because you know if you're going into a public change room, you know what you're getting into. Like, yes and no. Like, kind of, I guess. Like, yeah, me. there's the option. Like, there's the possibility that that's going to happen. But, like... It should be probably like, yeah, more explicit than that. But yeah, I, I totally feel like, I think for me, it's like, yeah, it's like the polite thing to do. But like, is this the, the polite thing to do or am I a fucking prude? Because the polite thing to do is like hide under your towel if there's no single stalls. But then it's like, is that just because I'm like a virginal prude? Well, first of all, that's none of my business. <laughs> I'll, I'll say that right now. Yeah, it's, it's hard to know too, whether it's like... Uh, w- I'm wondering too, will I ever reach an age where I'm just like, you know, yeah. sc- yes. sc- scrotum them out in yes. a change room? <laughs> yeah. When, what is the age where it just switches in your brain where you're just like, I'm just going to, this is what I got. And I'm just going to show everybody. <laughs> By the way, I just said scrotum on RTVP. And I think that might be the first time that word has ever been said. You think? Okay. It's either the first time or the second time. And the first time was also by you on your last episode. <laughs> on the last episode. Like, oh, my. Oh, my. I didn't consult the wiki. Uh, <laughs> RTVP yeah. wiki. Um, of all the stats. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll see if my um, 
my friend who's a fact checker can check it for us oh, scan okay. all the audio okay. and check it for us yes i think what i'm what i'm really pitching is for all the rtb listeners to go to their local uh rec center and just uh do- donate whatever money they can to the possibility of building <laughs> some Rex- single stalls. Yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Let's fund community like centers. Yes. Because yes. these these places, they probably don't have that much money in comparison to UBC, which can build an entirely new facility where it's like, yeah, let's invest in some freaking privacy. Because you know what? We're we're talking as like two privileged people here, uh also as cisgendered people. And like, I don't, I have no idea what someone who's going through like a body transition would, would do in that situation. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Not, not to uh, get all, you know. No, 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 no. It's, it's good. Social to have, commentary. No, it's good <laughs> to have nuance. We like to, we like to see all perspectives and yeah, bring a, a critical eye to these funny, funny bits. <laughs> Uh, one thing just to wrap it up this uh, champ tank section is I was in there the other day and there was a small child with their father and uh, they were talking and, yeah. <laughs> uh, as their father's trying to like get their clothes out of a bag to put on them. And this child is just screaming throughout the change room. Uh, you can be naked <laughs> and, and show your body or you can be not naked and not show your body. That's your choice, dad. Clearly, <laughs> Clearly, this child has just learned something and is just now parroting back to his, his father. I love that so much. The younger generations really—they—they they teach us everything. <laughs> like, That's your choice, Dad. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and again, should be our choice whether we witness that or not. As well. hundred percent, hundred percent. That's the piece that was missing. Yes, but maybe yes. that is at the next swim lesson. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Could be that at is- the next. Uh, uh, toddlers and whatever it's called yeah 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 toddlers cut, 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 cut that out <laughs> stop stop <laughs> okay by the way can i can i just say as well you always uh i'm always on the podcast and i'm saying cut this out cut this out and then i will listen to the episode and you've cut none of it out. <laughs> <laughs> nate leave this in <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because sometimes it's, like, funny. Do you actually want me to cut it? <laughs> like, no. And anything where I stutter over a joke, I try to make a joke, but I can't think of the words. Cut oh, that's it 100% literally the just this entire podcast for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Sorry, sorry. So I just, I can't, di- like, discern what the difference is. Yes. Okay, let's get into our pop culture topics. We're going to talk about Kylie Jenner pregnancy video and other celeb pregnancy announcements we're going to talk about the ill-fated oscars songs the slap and then we're going to nominate a pettyweight champion of the week and share this week in petty stories kylie jenner released a pregnancy video very similar to stormy's back in like 2017 for her unnamed baby not baby wolf and you watched it I did watch it in preparation for speaking about this topic, and uh, I have a, a zero zero things to say about it. I thought it was a nice video. I'm wondering who does all the filming and editing of these videos. Can I tell you what the number one 
the number one thing I am jealous about about the Kardashians, like hands down over everything. The, their insane wealth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, uh, other yeah, than yeah. that, other than that. Yeah, the the nineteen million dollar private jet that Kim has. Honestly, the thing that I wish that I had that the Kardashians have is an archivist. Like, I don't know if you've seen this, but like, okay, this video is a great example. Like, there's just always someone like fucking filming. But if you've seen some of their like videos that they've done for Vogue or some of their like specials or even on their TV show, they have storage rooms, probably now storage centers of just like archived photo shoot props, uh, ball gowns that they've worn to events, party dresses. The wild thing is, is that Kris Jenner really started that when the Kardashians were growing up. So Kim has like so many of her like, like this was my, you know, like the the party stuff from my like 10th birthday or whatever. And it's like, yeah, because you have like the space and the like means to archive that. And it's like, no shade to my mom, but uh, when my sisters and I found out she gave away our our Barbies, we had we had an absolute fit this Christmas. But like it makes sense. Like we can't store a box of Barbies like in in our house for for twenty years. But like I just really wish I had what they had. Like all these videos, like just everything really, photo albums, everything. When you're a regular person, it's called hoarding. <laughs> But, but when the Kardashians do it, it's like a museum. It's archival. It's, like a, it's an exhibit. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Which is like kind of cool because it's like that's, yeah, when an exhibit, like a museum opens up and they're like, Kim, can we get your like shoes you wore to the whatever? Like, yeah, that's what I really wish I had. But anyways, Kylie released this video. It's very similar to Stormy's. It's that she's talking to her ca- the camera at 34 weeks pregnant. She did the same with Stormy. Obviously, there's the notable uh, difference that Jordan Woods isn't like the secondary star of of the video. Like a few days following this, or maybe a few even hours following this, she was like, oh, BT dubs on Instagram stories. The name of the baby is not Wolf. And then just no further follow up. So do you think that she named the baby Wolf and then saw the public perception and was like, I'm going to backtrack or do you think like I feel like that's like maybe not normal but like maybe not as rare as we think where where parents name the kid and then after like a day or so they're like "Mm, this this isn't working out was the was there a backlash to wolf I wouldn't say backlash but I or people were just like this is not a great name yeah I don't think I mean like stormy is not an amazing name no 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 it's also like do these people care what they what the people think or did is it a situation where kylie had this baby now the baby's at home and then they're calling it wolf and they're like oh actually this this baby isn't a wolf at all it's a uh charles <laughs> yeah they they go the complete opposite way and they're just like steven is actually yeah. like the new the new Jeremy. baby yeah like yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. I like waffle between the Kardashians not caring about their public persona at all and then like caring so much about it that it's like fucking wild. Is there a possibility too that like other than what there's like three male babies in this family? 
Um, there's Psalm Saint and and, and Wolf. Mason. Oh yeah, Psalm Saint Mason and and so the, not this Wolf. This is the the fourth one. Yes. And do you think that just just like the Kardashian sisters, Kardashian Jenner sisters, they're just like so focused on female names that they're because, just like, like this isn't that's hitting. their world. Well, yeah. I feel like with them. They all lean to, oh, I guess that, no, their dad, oh, yeah, no, their dad is Caitlyn Jenner. I was just going to say that I feel like the Kardashians always, every time they have a baby, they're like, we want to name it Robert. We want to name the baby Robert with after their dad, but it's, like, never come to fruition. But then I was like, no, Kylie's dad is Caitlyn Jenner. So I have no idea, but the baby's dad is Travis Scott who's that's his uh performer name his real name is Jacques Webster so a lot of people are saying maybe Jacques or Jack or something like that you're telling me that Travis Scott's name is Jacques yeah like he's French okay so hold on I'm gonna google this right now in real time yeah it's Jacques Berman Webster II wow today I learned Today you learned, and a lot of people say Jacques with the S because they're not French, but it's like, as Canadians, we know it's singular Jacques. I could see them doing like Jack. Honestly, his last name Webster. Webster. I like that. I kind of do. But the, I, it, you can't really do Webster Webster. Yeah. I think that's when it crosses a line. Yeah. But. Yeah. Because they do. Yeah. Stormy Webster. Jacques Webster. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Because she does call him Travis like in videos that they've done together. So it wouldn't be also weird because I hate when it's like pass people pass down names and it's like, oh, that's like junior or like that's the second like or they end up nicknaming the person anyways. So we'll see. At December Swan on Instagram asks us, what are the best and worst celebrity pregnancy announcements? I wrote a few because just the ones that like first came to my mind and I thought we could chat about them. But the people that really stand out to me, Beyonce, when she was performing and then at the very end, I think it was Love on Top, she's wearing that purple sparkly like outfit with the black jacket and then she like rips it open and then rubs her belly and I think that's something I was also watching in real time I wasn't on Twitter putting my two cents in (laughs) right right you didn't have a take on that (laughs) no but I thought that that was just really cool and again we like everyone was like so shocked uh she also had that beautiful pregnancy announcement for the twins where she's like in it's like lots of pastel colors and she's covered in like flowers and stuff. And I feel like that photo just like is ingrained in my memory. But she also can do no wrong. So <laughs> of course she was going to be nominated. Cardi B did something similar on SNL. This is, I watched this in real time because I'm a big SNL fan. It was, I, I knew this one immediately when I read it on the list where it's like, yeah, that performance was wild and the audience went crazy crazy and so she was like in the spotlight and she was like she was straight on so you couldn't really tell she was pregnant and then she turned and the spotlight shadow was just like all belly 
It was well, so also, cool. I believe, unless I'm remembering something wrong, she did a first performance where she was covered up completely. Yes, you and then yes. she did that second and one. There was obviously a little bit of speculation, but it was just so good. And it was like, wasn't it like a slowed down, like not acoustic version, but like, yeah, like simplified version of a song? And it was just like, holy shit, this is like unreal. Brianna that this happened recently and I talked about it on a podcast with Kirsten McInnes but the pink puffer jacket the casual vibes the jewels everything was just like it's she's just so fucking cool like pregnancy announcements are innately embarrassing I mean I I had never thought about it I'm never myself gonna be making a pregnancy announcement so I never thought whether it's embarrassing to do or not. The pregnancy announcement part is obviously not embarrassing. It's like usually the means that people are right. sharing well, this I information thought, with are is embarrassing. Was Rihanna's an actual announcement? I thought she was just somewhere and they took a photo. Like she was at an event. She was. It was like a it was like through paparazzi pictures of her walking in Brooklyn which is where her partner and her live like full time. I do. That is my favorite version of pregnancy announcement where it's just like, uh, there's no announcement. It's just like, they are pregnant. <laughs> and there's a photo of them. Sophie Turner. Yes. 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 Where it's just like you, there's just a photo of them in the street. And it's like, <laughs> Oh, they're pregnant. Why does it need to be announced to the world? They should just like be pregnant. <laughs> I just feel, and like, oh, I bet people are, maybe people are coming for our fucking necks over this. What do you mean? I don't know. Maybe this is bad. These are bad takes. But like, I just, some of them are like in bear. Like, I want to name one more good one that was like extremely sure, sure. memorable for me. And then let's talk about the worst of the worst. Jessica Simpson on Halloween dresses up as a mummy. LOL. The one that's spelt with a U. Which, honestly, why did I think this was the best? I wrote this, like, five days ago. Now I'm kind of being, like, low-key. That's what, that's literally what I hate. (laughs) I'm looking at this and I can't agree with this take. (laughs) You hate it? I I think it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. So what do I hate about it? It's just cheesy. (laughs) It's fucking corny. (laughs) Like, it's just corny. Um, Bindi Irwin. God love her. I'm sure she doesn't have a mean bone in her body. Did the did the fam have to dress up in the safari fits? And <laughs> I mean, they do. To be fair to them, actually, they do run a zoo, so that is their everyday outfit. I did like, and I had to scroll so far before you just like link this conveniently. Yeah, I scrolled so far oh, uh, in her Instagram. Oh, I'm and, sorry. Uh, there, there are some nice ones of, like, her and her husband with, like, an animal at the zoo. Yeah. And they're holding up, like, a uh, a, f- a photo of the sonogram. And they're like, oh, today the baby is as big as a, I don't know. Yeah, that. Ko- koala's uh, talon, I don't know. What. Yes, that adorable, like, that fun, fresh, like, is giving me, like, like a, lot, a lot to work with. The onesie that's, like, that awful khaki color um, and, like, a full suit that would be so uncomfortable for the little bebe canceled. <laughs> Just putting him to work immediately. Yeah. And it's like, what about if the kid fucking has an 
animal allergy and hates oh. <laughs> hate zoos. Oh, this is this is starting to become uh, seems like personal. Yeah. <laughs> you're, I think you're projecting onto Bindi Irwin's uh, child. Okay, the next one that immediately came to mind: Danielle Jonas with Kevin this Jonas. Is- this is shocking that you put this on here because I thought this was celebrity pregnancy announcement. <laughs> Fucking brutal. Absolutely brutal. It's Kevin and Danielle. I think this was for their second kid. They're sitting in a bed. Danielle is eating bags of chip and chocolate bars. Because Hold on, hold on. I thought this was under the worst category. This sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin is reading like a how to be a dad book. And I just, I was annoyed by it. <laughs> oh, I see. They're playing into stereotypes. Is yeah. What you don't like here. Yeah. It's like. Like he doesn't know anything about uh, having a child and she is craving junk food. Yeah. Like, right. oh, real fucking original. Kevin. <laughs> Classic. Classic Kevin. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just always fumble in the bag. And then the last one that I thought of that really stuck out to me was Ashley Simpson, which this, again, teeters on best or worst for me because it's like she... So basically her and her husband, Evan Ross, announced their um, baby via Instagram ad. So the first thing is like, that is so tacky. It's like a clear blue ad. So it's like, here's my urine stick to the whole world. And then it's like, how far down have we got the gotten down this influencer road that your pregnancy announcement you got like probably like twenty thousand dollars for <laughs> first of all here are my two questions because the link that you gave me it's not clear um it does not seem to be a hashtag ad anywhere which i think is illegal illegal <laughs> report them. also is is clear blue tagged in the post yeah uh yeah tough. that's it's, tough it's, that's it's a tough sponsored one. by clear blue Honestly, Ashley Simpson, get that money. Yeah, then I, the other part of me is just like, ah, oh, milk it for whatever. Like, you're not doing music or your TV shows canceled. Like, so both both the Simpson sisters are on the worst list. We decided. Yes, yes, yes. Right. They are in the best of many of my categories. I fucking love them both, but. I just can't do these cheesy pregnancy announcements. It kills me. It's so corny. Well, we'll we'll see one day if there's anything oh. that comes out of the RTBP Instagram account. Yes. We'll see. <laughs> then we'll judge. Clear blue. Like <laughs> slide into those DMs. That's right. You hold on. You're you'll have like a tiny podcaster mic. <laughs> me. A, t- a tiny headset. Yeah, 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 yeah. Baby's first podcasting setup perfect perfect i love that with a tiny a tiny uh, manscaped <laughs> lawnmower <laughs> yeah <laughs> electric trimmer that's right uh seamless brand integration <laughs> if anybody if any of the listeners have any other best or worst uh pregnancy announcements send them over my way and i'll i'll pop them on the rtbp instagram stories have everyone else weigh in Let's move on to probably what everyone wants to hear about the Oscars this week. Or maybe they don't, since we're not talking about, like, the moment. This brings me to my first point, though, about the Oscars, is who is this show for? Who is this show for? Because it's not for people that love movies, because they're barely talking about anything movie-related in this show. 
they don't have the stars that they once had. The presenters are whack, if I can say whack. <laughs> I don't know. They're <laughs> fucking, they're fucking whack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had on this show. Let me pull up a list of of presenters at this show. They had Venus and Serena Williams. Makes sense. Yes, love a, them. A, a movie that is nominated is about their father. Yes, makes sense. Yes. Uh, DJ Khaled is there. Okay. Why? Uh, who else do we got? Jacob Alordi is there. Star of The Kissing Booth 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> and nothing else movie related. Star of Euphoria, not a movie. Why is he at the Oscars? I'm giving him a pass because I have a crush on him. But yes, you are right. You're telling me you still have a crush on Jacob Alordi after watching him in Euphoria? That I need you to unpack that with whoever you're talking to professionally. You know Liz? what I'm saying? Let's, let's move on. <laughs> They had Tony Hawk. Oh, oh. Professional skateboarder Tony Hawk. They had professional surfer Kelly Slater and professional snowboarder Sean White presenting a clip package about the 60th anniversary of the James Bond movie franchise. Explain. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally like you... Okay, you know when those AI robots, you feed them like a thousand hours of TV and they write a script for it or whatever? That's this. Yes. I'm just wondering who is an insane fan of Tony Hawk and skateboarding that's like, wow, Tony Hawk is presenting for two minutes at the Oscars. I'm going to tune into this three and a half hour telecast. That, okay, so. Yeah, okay, that's the main thing that I wanted to talk to you about. Let me preface my thought, my my comments. I did not watch. I have not watched the last four years that you have been on this podcast explaining, like literally mansplaining the Oscars to me. <laughs> when was the last time you watched the Oscars, though? Was there ever a time that you yes, watched them? Yes, I watched them throughout high school. So I would say high school to second or third year of university. So we're like eight years that I I don't think I've watched them. We might have watched them together maybe once or twice, but yeah, like not religiously because A, they're three fucking hours. B, I don't watch any of the movies. Like if, if like fucking, um, a Cinderella story was nominated for best score. That's right. Then I would be watching. Best, best joke about Norwegian. (laughs) I can't believe they cut that category. That's crazy that they did that. <laughs> yeah, like, that would be a shoe-in every year, but they cut it. Sorry. Like, Sorry, Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah, like, it's like, they're just not nominating the video or the movies that I'm watching. Also, right. I, like, see low-key hate movies. Like, there, I said it. I don't really like movies. I'm a TV watcher. So, that this is a great point, though, is that the Oscars, in their current iteration, they're trying to get you to watch their show even though you care nothing about what they're selling. Yes. Where it's like, why are they doing that? Why don't they just pivot to people that insanely care about movies and make it an amazing show for those people rather than catering to everyone under the sun and being unsuccessful every single year? Totally. So this year was like probably the biggest pivot that they've had with inviting like literally TikTokers with like 500K followers. So I was like, is our GB like, are we like, like, are we going to get there one day or like whatever? But it's like, 
Yeah, it's it's so weird because also it's like if they're watching it, they're just watching the red carpet. And I don't even think people are watching the broadcast of the red carpets anymore. No, they're clicking through photo slideshows on the internet yeah. of what the looks look like. Which, by the way, speaking of the red carpet, did you see Kristen Stewart's outfit yes. at the Oscars? Yes. Where she's wearing shorts? Yes. I think that's, she knows she's not going to win. She says, I'm wearing shorts to the Oscars. Okay, love this. Yeah, like not the huge ball gown or whatever. I think that potentially a contender for heavyweight champion. Oh, okay. I love That's this. That's what I think. I just, a spur of the moment, just thought of this. Okay, okay. I love this, like, spitball, like, <laughs> like we'll do it live. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, like, okay, two things. She is the face of Chanel. Right. And they do basically every single one of her red carpet looks. And they basically put her in, like, two silhouettes. One of them is, like, a long shirt with shorts. And then one is, like, a, a dress. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. I don't know. You didn't love the shorts? Yeah, they was they were like Oh, I'm your pro, I'm all in on your the pro shorts. shorts. Hmm. Yeah, I thought it was an amazing move. Okay. Why am I I, I don't understand what how I've reached what age thirty one? I'm thirty one and I'm just like, Wow, I'm a Kristen Stewart fan. <laughs> I low key love that for you. Never, never watched a single Twilight movie, but I'm like, I'm all in on Kristen Stewart just wearing shorts wherever she wants. I was like kind of a hater because I thought I should have played Bella in the Twilight series. Oh, right, right. <laughs> okay, okay. So I was like je- jealous, but I have really come to like her. I really, really, really like her. I just want to also point out that you and I are comment- commentating, commenting on the red carpet looks um, looking. <laughs> First of all, there's no video evidence of this podcast going out. It's an audio only medium. Clearly. Second of all, how dare you? How dare you? Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. It's, tough. it's fucking tough. Oh, listen, I said I liked it. I liked most of the things that I clicked through in the slideshow. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Me too. The winners of the night for me were Zoe Kravitz, Timi, Timothee Chalamet, <laughs> and uh, Zendaya. There was a lot of looks, actually, that were just like, uh, they're wearing a thing, a jacket, but no shirt underneath. A lot of looks yes, like that. Yes, and Courtney, friend of the pod, also friend of ours in real life, messaged me. I think this was her. <laughs> oh, fuck, I might have literally just saw a TikTok about it. Well. <laughs> well, that's the story of my fucking adult life. Literally was like, how weird is it that like men are wearing suits and then just no shirts? Like, could you imagine if we went to work and <laughs> That's what was happening. That's right. <laughs> Anyways, um, that's the cat. That's the casual part of business casual. Yes, it's no just shirt underneath. Shirt. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So the youth don't care. The youth do not care. But does this? And I feel like this is really shady of me because I'm I'm such a hypocrite. Like, if people don't realize that. I'm telling you right off the bat, I'm the biggest hypocrite because I'm like, influencer is a real job. TikToker is a content creator, like they're artists. And then I'm like, anyways, them being at the Oscars, does that cheapen the experience? (laughs) Like, I'm such a fucking bitch. But like, does it? If you watched, I didn't watch any of the red carpet. If you watched only the show, there was no evidence that anyone from TikTok was there. So the from the viewers at home, no, it I don't think it was cheapened in any way by the TikTok people. But 
yeah, I don't know. Honestly, are the TikToks cheapened by being involved with the Oscars? Yeah, truly, <laughs> though. Truly. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. What else was, stood out to you about the Oscars? Okay, I do have a few things that were, there was a ton, a ton of drama in the lead up to the Oscars. Yes, okay, love this. First of all, the last year's Oscars, potentially the worst Oscars of all time, from a show perspective, yeah, not yes. from a <laughs> things that happened perspective. Yes. They were in a pre-vaccines, like vaccines weren't widely available at that point. So it was a ton of testing. It was social distancing. It was that type of precaution. This year's Oscars, the nominees and guests attending had to be vaccinated. It was all back in the big theater. Dolby Theater. But presenters and performers, there was no vaccine requirements for them. Which makes you think, which one of these presenters or a presenter they were hoping to get is anti-vax? You're right, because they would change the rules if it was a person. It's Liza Minnelli. I don't think we can speak about Liza Minnelli on this podcast because Liza was looking, she was looking rough. I know, I know. And it it's uh, it was sad. I know, but she, God bless her. She also did. She did have a nice moment with Lady Gaga where Lady Gaga was like, hey, it doesn't worry. Don't worry about it. If you flub this line, I've got you. I but, So I've seen that on TikTok twice. It's come up on my For You page and I've cried both times. <laughs> it was it was nice. And obviously like uh, Liza Minnelli, you know, uh, Oscar winner yeah, uh, I, in a ton of movies. Icon. Had like a very uh, storied career and also like very... Uh, potentially difficult life and it you know it was nice to see her up there but like it it was tough to it's tough to watch these uh, like uh older uh hollywood stars come on to the oscars and like not be not be looking so great i know i know like your idols so what you're saying is my covid joke did not land <laughs> <laughs> my anti-vax joke did not land um, who else could it be? I, I don't know. I don't know if it was, yeah. I have no idea who who it could have been. Even if you, like, are here trying to search for information, there's no real information out there. Yeah, and it's not like we're going to do that work. No, 100% no. Well, it's interesting because now that you're talking about this, with the Met Gala last year, and even in September, there was a lot of stories about who could possibly be anti-vax because of their policies but it's just interesting how now no one cares apparently except for you and I because we're the <laughs> biggest fucking germaphobes like you could find yeah <laughs> we are anxious anxious individuals so no um press about that so let's blow the roof off this story <laughs> <laughs> yeah Coming to you soon, uh, breaking news from the RTB yeah. Instagram story. Yeah, yeah. Like, we can do, like, an online exclusive thing. I have the next uh, controversy leading up to the Oscars. Have you heard about them trying to shorten the ceremony? Yes, which it's like, yeah. If it's not in a 60-second TikTok format, your girl's not watching. <laughs> So they leading up to it, and it's come out now that ABC, who broadcasts the Oscars, was like heavily pressuring the Academy to say like, you need to make some cuts to this show because no one is watching and it's boring as fuck. And so they cut eight categories from the ceremony 
and they presented those awards in the hour before when all the famous people are showing up on the red carpet and doing interviews with Vanessa Hudgens. That's when these awards are being presented in the theater. And then what they did was they edited clips of these speeches from these awards into the main telecast. So like uh, literally the, uh, a screen would come down in the theater and it would show the clip to the audience in the theater of what we were seeing at home of this edited clip of the person who's accepting the award for best film editing. And the winner uh, is talking to an empty theater so I think they said that it was potentially like 70% full, but unsure how much of it is like actual people, like nominees attending and wanting to watch those speeches. Yeah, because eight categories probably fillers. like eight categories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight categories worth of people probably yeah, is quite a bit of the theater. Yeah. It started, it started at four and went to five. So that's a long period of time too, where it's like, if you're the first award that was presented right at four, how many people were there watching you win versus how many people were there when the award was presented at four or 45 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Wild. Anyway, it... major drama. The industry people hated it. They said it was a major disrespect to those people. Also, they really like edited the speeches down. So it only gave you like maybe like a 15 second clip of this person. What's speaking. the point? What's the point? And the biggest thing about this is it did not even shorten the broadcast in any way. It was still longer than the past three years of ceremonies have been. So they did all this work had all this controversy, pissed all of these groups off because all of these like film editors and sound designers and production designers and all these people, they all have branches of the Academy. So the Academy would have told them that like, hey, your your category is not gonna be on the main telecast and pissed them off. Now for nothing, there there was no there was no difference in the time of the ceremony. My question is, is does it need to be broadcasted? Like, do they need to air it to recoup the funds, like to pay for the show? I think that the broadcast rights of the Academy Awards is like a major moneymaker for the Academy to function as like an entity. Because like they're a nonprofit and they just built a museum in Los Angeles and so I think they're trying to potentially make money back from all the money they spent to build that. So yeah, like I think the broadcast rights of this is like pretty important, but um, it's also uh, detrimental to the entertainment value of this show. I could list like a thousand things I would rather do than watch this godforsaken awards show. <laughs> Here's the last thing yeah. that I want, this big category that was controversial yes. in the run-up to the show. Yes. Have you heard about the fan-voted awards? Like extremely, it was mentioned on Tea Time Pod that I watch at the okay. ringer. They had two awards that now I call them awards, but they were not given an actual Oscar. It was basically just a clip package that they were like, this is what the fans voted. And they did the Oscars cheer moment, which is any film of all time, what made you cheer the loudest when you watched it in a movie theater. So just think about that. And then they did the Oscar fan favorite movie of the year. 
where the fans voted what their favorite movies of the year were. And what I want to say before I reveal the winners of these, the top five winners of the, both of these categories is, do you, did you watch American Idol growing up? Yes, of course. Are you familiar with Sanjaya? Do you remember Sanjaya? I think about him weekly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. I think about him all the fucking time, wherever you are in the world, Sanjaya. Just like, I hope you're thriving. For the uninitiated, Sanjaya was a contestant on American Idol who the voting public rallied behind him and said, we're going to vote for Sanjaya because he is the worst contestant on this season of American Idol. And we're just going to see how far our votes can take Sanjaya. And he went like pretty far. I think he was final four. But it, it was a total troll vote. Yes. They were just trolling Sanjaya. The show didn't know what to do with it. He literally had voice cracks in his his songs. Like, it was so, so bad, but also so good at the same time. Are you also familiar with, there was a, this was years ago, there was like a British scientific research vessel, like a ship. Okay. And they did a contest on the internet to name this ship. Yes, and is it like And the winning name... Bodie McBoatface. Bodie McBoatface, yes. And I'm just wondering why, with Sanjaya and Bodie McBoatface and countless other examples out in the world, why people are still trying to be like, let's do a vote on social media. Yeah. Let's um, do with, a, uh... a completely <laughs> zero rules vote on social media. Yeah. Um, You forgot to mention um the Big Brother America's Favorite Player <laughs> Award. <laughs> yeah, like, that's right. Yeah. Tragic. Yes. 100%. Let me break down the Oscars cheer moments for you. Now, before I say this, what what made you cheer in a mo- movie theater, Tori? Like, what's your Oscars cheer moment? My Oscars cheer moment is when I watched High School Musical 3. And the first second of the movie is just the closest shot, tight frame of Zac Efron. Sweaty as all hell playing basketball. I fucking cheered for that. Honestly, that's a great answer. Oh, thank you. That's a a genuinely great answer. (laughs) And I want to say I'm not one of those white people that claps or cheers in movie theaters or when an airplane lands. So I just want to say I think that might be the only cheer moment I've ever had. Oh, okay. (laughs) I think the point is that a, a cheer moment for a movie is extremely subjective. And also, like, there's so many years of movies that choosing a top five is just, like, the stupidest task of all time. Yes, you could probably do a top 100. Yes. So here's the top five that were voted on by the fans. Number five. The moment in The Matrix where Keanu Reeves dodges the bullet and he like bends over backwards in slow motion. Okay. Iconic. That's that's number five. Number four. Wasn't cheering. From, from, <laughs> <laughs> number four from Dream Girls when Jennifer Hudson is singing and I am telling you I'm not going. That's number four. I was weeping. Right. Wasn't cheering. <laughs> so th- those ones are the ones that uh, made sense. Yes. Those make sense. Okay. Here are the next three. When Captain America says Avengers assemble and all the Avengers come together to defeat Thanos in Avengers Endgame. Tori, how much were you cheering when you definitely watched that movie and and saw this moment happen? Like, 
they just have to shoehorn a Marvel thing into this, don't they? Oh, oh, they sh- they sure do. Oh, what? Uh, what's the, t- <laughs> that's the t- first and second? That's one. number three. Okay. And honestly, like, if you're a Marvel fan, that was an extremely cool moment. But like, out of the history of movies, movies yeah, I don't know. Yeah, here's n- number two, and this is a spoiler. I'm gonna spoil right now. Okay. The the latest like Spider-Man Unconto? movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it when they find Bruno in the house? First of all, uh, a quick side tangent before we get to the top two here. They did a performance of "We Don't Talk About Bruno" on the Oscars, but they did the first part of "We Don't Talk About Bruno," and then Megan The Stallion came out and did a rap about the Oscars, which was good, and then they translated the song, the lyrics of We Don't Talk About Tr- Bruno into uh, We Gonna Celebrate Oscars. And this is, was this when Becky G rapped? Yes. Okay, I will look at this up when we're done recording because that sounds tragic. This is, the, this is the kind of fucked up idea that happens on the Oscars now where it's like they think like, okay, the most popular Disney song of all time. TikTok is crazy about it. Everyone's crazy about it. Every single person on earth who's seen this movie or has TikTok knows every single word of We Don't Talk About Bruno. And then they're like, what we're going to do is we're going to change the lyrics so no one can sing along. (laughs) This is the kind of idea. What's happening? I don't know. I don't know because you're absolutely right. That makes fucking no sense. No sense at all. Okay, here's the top two cheer moments. I'm about to spoil Spider-Man. No Way Home, the latest Spider-Man okay. movie. Skip ahead if you don't like want to be the, spoiled. Like the Tom Holland Zendaya one? Yes. Okay. I assume no one will be skipping forward because I assume none of your listeners care about this movie. Yeah, or they've when already Tom, seen it if they do. When Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire, okay. the three Spider-Mans, all teamed up together in this movie. So that was the number two moment. The number one moment of Oscar's cheer moment is something that was titled The Flash Enters the Speed Force from the Zack Snyder director's cut version of the movie Justice League. I've uh, never even any heard of, of that movie. Any of the words that I said, none of them make sense to you. No. Is what I'm seeing on your face right now. Yes. Okay, so yeah. Spoiler alert, all three were Marvel or DC Comics or whatever the fuck. Cool. But that's indicative, like not to again fucking bring this to like the real world context, but it's like that's indicative of just what movies like care like people only care about superhero movies like like in theater like to go to theaters anymore so then they're just putting all of their money or most of it I don't want to say that I'm sure there's lots of great like indie films and shit that I just like don't get to hear about because I have to hear about seven spider-man version like did we <laughs> yeah. need three full fucking series on spider-man I can't comment yeah <laughs> It is crazy, though, that, like, these these fan groups are obviously, like, crazy fanatical and very dedicated to getting the point across that they love their superhero movies. Like, Zack Snyder's fans yeah. who love that movie voted, voted in droves for this movie. So, is, is this... To be on the cheers moment. Which, yeah, okay, yes. And, again, then, now people, the, the people that I feel like run Hollywood are looking at this and then they're like, okay, let's just put more money into Marvel. But is this like a, this, so this isn't an award that happens every year. 
No, this was this for this ceremony specifically. Okay, so yeah, that was the worst. That seems like the worst thing I've ever would have ever watched on television. Here's here's the Oscar fan favorite movie of the year. Yes. Just of of 2021. Okay. Any movie which, that came out in 2020. Which okay, like that also no offense. This low-key kind of makes sense. Like, do they okay. do they deserve an Oscar? Like, no. But well, they didn't get an Oscar. It yeah. was just like an acknowledgement. But also, I like, like there is some there is something called the People's Choice Awards. Yes. Maybe you've heard of it. This is the People's Choice Awards. Like, Literally, we have this did they get a surfboard? <laughs> like, like... Here's here's the top five. Okay. Um, tick tick boom. Okay. Yes. A movie that happened this year, uh, awards nominated, Andrew Garfield. A lot of people liked his performance, directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Makes sense. People love that movie. About theater, a lot of theater kids out there that really identified with that movie. Makes sense. Spider-Man No Way Home is number four. Again, makes sense. A big movie. Lots of people like superheroes. This is where it gets dicey. Number three movie of the year is something called Minamata. Have you heard of Minamata? No. Is it a foreign language film? Sort of. It made a million dollars at the box office, which is basically a a quarter in (laughs) uh, regular people money. (laughs) Here's the synopsis of the movie. Uh, War photographer W. Gene Smith travels back to Japan where he documents the devastating effect of mercury poisoning in coastal communities. Okay. Guess guess who plays W. Eugene Smith? It's Johnny Depp. (laughs) (laughs) did you see that coming johnny depp the johnny depp stands on the internet got his movie that no one saw that no one had even heard of to number three on the fan favorite oscars movie of the year i didn't know johnny depp still had fans in 2022 again i can't comment on that because i have no idea what's happening okay side tangent people are like shocked that i like pete davidson i don't anymore i'm way i'm so over that face (laughs) but it's like i had the hugest crush on johnny depp in pirates of the caribbean so i feel like that's you can track my my yeah okay anyways okay cool minamata congrats there's there's not much more to say here are the top two let me give you the first one because it's less suspenseful than the second one the first one is a movie called Army of the Dead. It's a zombie heist movie that was released on Netflix that was directed by, again, Zack Snyder. Number one on the cheers moment. Number one on the fan favorite movie. Suspect. The Zack Snyder fans are out there just like spamming Twitter, basically. Yeah, and we're going to get canceled over this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know if any Zack Snyder fans are... are I don't know what the Venn diagram of Zack Snyder and RTVP is, but I imagine it's a two circles. Side <laughs> side. Okay. I'll make sure to not tag him in this. Like. Uh, the number two fan favorite movie of the year. And this was the one that was intended to be a troll. The movie is Cinderella starring Camilla Cabello. <laughs> oh my God. I kind of wish this was a video podcast so people could see this <laughs> fucking jaw drop. No. Yes. How? It was a troll. People were like, this idea is stupid, and we're going to vote for the worst movie of the year. Did she go to the Oscars? I don't even think she was there. She did not, because Sean Mendez was presenting. Why is Sean Mendez presenting at the Oscars? This is goes back to what we were talking about. One hundred percent. So okay, like I love bad movies and like cheesy movies and like stuff like that, and I didn't even choose to watch this movie 
And this type of movie is like probably like is my genre and I opted out. Well, it's number two fan favorite movie of the year. So maybe you give it a t- tune into Prime Video. And, yeah, uh, give it a fuck, shot. that is that is wild. That is wild. Yet no one votes in elections. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. Maybe if Camilla Cabello was running <laughs> against Zack Snyder and Johnny Depp from Minamata, maybe people would be engaged in the electoral process. But until that day happens, until t- 2032, yeah. <laughs> when that actually happens. Uh, Here are some stray thoughts about the Oscars, and then we, and then we can wrap this up. The story of this Oscars, other than the slap, was that a movie called Coda, which is on Apple TV+, Plus, a movie about uh, the child of deaf parents, uh, won a ton of awards, like three major categories at the Oscars. Um, It's kind of sad that the slap happened because the story of this Oscars would have been a movie about the deaf community and deaf performers and deaf filmmakers um, being recognized at the Oscars. So that kind of sucks that that isn't the big takeaway from the Oscars. So just thought I'd shout that out. Another random thought about the Oscars is that Billie Eilish and her brother won, won an award for best song at the Oscars for the song that they wrote for the latest James Bond movie, No Time to Die. Billie Eilish is the first person born in the 2000s to win an Oscar. Oh, wild. That's a fun She's the fact. first person from, from the 21st century. And I'm just wondering how you feel about your accomplishments in life when you know that people that are born after 2000 are now out here winning Oscars. Yeah, it gives me the same feeling as when I look at, yeah, influencers and TikTokers and I'm like, I'm past the prime. Yeah. By like <laughs> fucking 12 years. Like not, not a year or two. By a decade plus. And just one last, just truly nonsense decision made for the Oscars. The in memoriam section of the Oscars. Always a a hard sell. They had a choir. Yeah. The choir did very well. Yeah. The first song they sang was Sarah McLaughlin, I Will Remember You. Makes sense. Makes sense as an in memoriam song. Yeah. The second song that they transitioned to, it was a medley. Uh, the second song they transitioned into is Spirit in the Sky. Have you ever heard the movie Spirit in the Sky? I want everyone who's listening to this, which is all five of you, <laughs> pause the pod. How dare you? Go to Spotify, listen to Spirit in the Sky, and you tell me whether it's an appropriate song to be played. <laughs> okay, okay, I cannot over, wait. Over people who are dead. <laughs> They're dead. Let me give you, let me just Google quickly, super quickly. <laughs> Cut this out. Here's the here's the lyrics to Spirit in the Sky, just to give you a little sample. I'm not going to sing. When I die and they lay me to rest, going to go to the place that's the best. When I lay me down to die, going up to the Spirit in the Sky, going up to the Spirit in the Sky, that's where I'm going to go when I die. When I die and they lay me to rest, I'm going to go to the place that's the best. I don't know who thought it was appropriate to be like for the in memoriam section. Let's choose a song that has die 12 times in a row. Just to remind people what this is all about. These people are dead. <laughs> like, it's it's already, it's like, these are colleagues. These are friends. These are partners. These are... Um, these are people, in some cases, they're idols to these people idols, in Idols, yes, 100%. And in, in, in some cases family members yes yes totally or it's like 
I've had a 30-year career with this person or a 30-year friendship or whatever. So traumatizing to say the least. And then it's just like didn't fit the bill. But like are the Oscars like are they the people we're counting on to do anything um, appropriately nowadays? (laughs) Anyway, that's just like the last point about the Oscars. Hopefully that was a much more fun discussion than what actually happened on the Oscars that we won't be speaking about. Yes, yes. Okay, I love that. Thank you for the now fourth year in a row you (laughs) explaining the Oscars to me. I appreciate it. I'll be back next year, even though I'm sure the the statistics for this episode are rock bottom. Sometimes I see they're like rock bottom on like a topic I care about, and I'm like, I don't care. I'm I'm (laughs) continuing. (laughs) People don't want to talk about like blank. I'm like, "Mm, I do. Well, I'm going to do three more episodes (laughs) on it. (laughs) Okay, let's move on to Pettyweight Champion of the Week. Champ, who are you nominating this week? We're both nominating someone because I'm going to go with my nomination about uh, Kristen Stewart as my first Pettyweight Champion wearing shorts to the Oscars. Okay, I love that. Uh, My second nomination is Apple. Yes, the company. For their, their new feature where you can put yourself on uh, Do Not Disturb publicly. You can publicly say to everyone, my phone is on Do Not Disturb right now. And it will be broadcast to uh, anyone who's text messaging you. <laughs> anyone who's text messaging you, I'm 70 yeah, I was just going to say, oh. okay, boomer. Like, like. Anyone who's messaging you yeah. sees immediately that your phone is on Do Not Disturb. And I just want to say, the person that uses this feature the absolute most, Tori. Tori of RTBP fame. By the way, and not just sections of the day, all the time. <laughs> From dawn till dusk. I just want to say. Why? Okay, the funniest part is how you learned about this feature, which is you texted our group chat and you were like, why has Tori, like, blocked Blocked me? me. (laughs) Because I didn't realize that everyone was seeing the same thing that I was seeing. I am of two minds, as, as I always am. One mind is like, it's so nice. That I know, okay, (laughs) this is going to sound bad. It's so nice that I know that you're not, A, passed away. You could be, I guess, still. But, like, as an anxious person, I don't know if you have these anxious thoughts, too, because, you know, anxiety manifests in different ways. If someone's not replying to my text message, immediate thought, dead. Play spirit of the wind or whatever. (laughs) Play spirit in the sky. Yeah. Second thing, I'm like, or they're, or like they're mad at me, or like whatever. That's the inner dialogue I'm having. So I'm like, okay, it notifies them that this is happening. But the other part of me is like, I'm still sending the text message. Like I'm not, right, res- right. I'm not respecting the do right. not disturb. I'm, I'm sending it. It's being delivered quietly, and I may push like send notification anyways right, if right. I really need to. I only turn it on at when I'm at work because. Uh, I am suddenly the member, and you are as well, of suddenly six different group chats uh, with various versions of the same people. And uh, it would get, I would get anxious when I'm at work trying to get something done and my phone's sitting right in front of me. And I suddenly have 72 uh, iMessage notifications from a group chat that are discussing. Uh, Wordle. 
<laughs> Wordle, <laughs> but it's literally Wordle. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I put it on, so I thought I was like, you know. You thought you were better than <laughs> I'm so, I'm so busy. I'm going to put on Do Not Disturb. No, here's how it actually rolled out. You know, every once in a while when you get that, that inspiration of like, I'm going to be a better person than I am. Like I'm not going to be on my phone past 10 p.m. I'm going to I'm going to read a book. I'm going to do a crossword. I'm going to what do other people do when they're not on their phone? Like How many how many crosswords are you doing? Uh, none, none. I've I've, okay, I've okay. never done one basically in my life. Like You mean you mean the wordle? Uh, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to journal. I'm going to do a puzzle. Right. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to stretch before bed. Uh, I'm going to take a relaxing bath. I'm going to like, you know, pack my lunch for t- the next day or something like that. I'm not going to be on my phone. So I will set my do not disturb to go on every night at 10 p.m., which is, I think, what you were or- originally referring to. So no, now it just silences all my notifications. I'm still on my phone from 10 p.m. till 1 a.m. when I fall asleep. And now I just have to manually go into my messages to check them instead of just getting the notification. Great. <laughs> Apple, an amazing feature. Yeah, flawless design, execution, everything. Absolutely flawless. So yeah, that's that's just the way it is but I had good intentions with that and then yeah it just didn't like work out but I do kind of like it because it's like oh I'm on D&D because I'm at yoga or like I'm in Spanish class or whatever so it's like people know I'm or you're, you're recording recording a podcast exactly exactly I don't have a petty weight champion of the week so let's go to this week in petty Champ, what are you petty about this week? I would like to give the floor over to you out of respect. (laughs) I don't have it this week in petty, and I just want to acknowledge you're this week in petty. Okay. um, As as a gesture of uh, friendship. And good faith. uh, And and good faith. Okay. As I mentioned, Champ is my IRL friend. Huge supporter of the podcast. For 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 many years, we've been friends for many yes, years. Yes, many years. And I was in I was in on the podcast uh, on day one. I was a day one listener. Yes, yes. So I've known you for over ten years. I started the podcast four years ago. You were my first ever guest. You were probably my first ever listener. Biggest supporter of the podcast. You named this very segment. You named this very segment, and four years later, it's coming back to bite you in the ass. I, it was, no, it, I was going to say I found out. No, it was revealed to me. Yes, I disclosed. Tramp disclosed. We're on episode 86, with a total of 17 bonus episodes, over 110 hours plus of RTBP content. Champ hasn't listened since episode... 17 part one that's i think fucking 2019 let me say let me just say in my defense i'm very busy <laughs> <laughs> this was before the apples do not disturb feature yeah yes now um, you're so, yeah now everything's yes. <laughs> organized and you're super productive yeah that's right that's right you know when you're just say, like uh something happens in your life and you just get behind with the podcasts and you just fall too far behind and you're like, I'll catch up. I'll catch up. 
but you just you just uh, I don't find that opportunity. That's what happened to me. So I've been I haven't even listened to the episodes that I'm on. Yeah. Okay. So this is what I wanted to talk to you about. A. Your girlfriend's been on too. Yeah. Haven't listened. <laughs> like how fucking dare you? <laughs> I haven't listened. On the behalf of Dana and I, how fucking dare you? And you've been on. Also, I just want to say I this information was revealed to me. As I was asking you to be my 100th episode guest, because I was like, you're so special and so integral to this podcast that I need you to help me celebrate 100 episodes. And you're like, oh, BT dubs, I haven't listened in three years. (laughs) I just wanted to disclose that to you because I didn't want you to message me and like, oh, I'm going to be doing like a best of clip show. What clips should I choose? And I would have to make something up. Chomp. Oh, I love that one. I love that one where you talked about the Kardashians. Definitely include that clip. Sent. Chomp. I've done two, maybe three clip shows over the past four years. How would I? You, how would I know that? And they, they are top ten lists, and you make the list two or three times each time. What I will say is <laughs> that was almost a name. That was one of that. Put this on the wiki too, listeners. <laughs> That was almost a title of the show. What I will say is. What I will say is, is that since I listened last, which was episode 16. <laughs> oh, great. Not even 17. <laughs> this podcast has become a professional operation. Yes. Before, <laughs> it was like, uh, come come to my apartment and we'll sit at a kitchen table with basically like a laptop microphone and we'll record this. No one's listening to this like Tori's family and a few of her friends are listening to it, and that's it. And now this is like a professional operation where you have, you're on other people's podcasts, they're on your podcasts, there's cross-promotion, you're getting ads for ball trimmers. <laughs> this is a professional operation now. Use code and, and I think it's good that I haven't listened so that I can start from the beginning and, and listen to the progression all at once. That's what I, I will be doing that before the 100th episode. I know. That's a commitment that you made to me. That is that is a commitment. So will you be back for episode 100? Let, let's see if I can uh, listen. <laughs> okay. When is episode 100? Because maybe in... maybe release every every two weeks so I can get through the current episode. <laughs> it's, it's in 14 weeks. It's in two, two and a half months. Okay. Two, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to sign off of this podcast right now because I need to get to work. Yeah, uh, I was listening, like, listening to yeah, these yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. This was a really fun episode, Champ. Is is there anything that you want to promote? Um, Substack like to, coming? I, yeah, yes, a Substack coming to an app near you, an email inbox near you. Definitely sign up for the paywall because that's where the good stuff is. That's where you'll find out all the all the dirt on RTV. <laughs> oh. No, nothing to plug. Well, I will say I'm going to post a picture of us recording an episode in my shitty apartment with a shitty mic huddling over like a kitchen table. That'll be fun for the listeners. Yes. Do you have a picture? Oh, yes. That'll be fun for the listeners. I think it was your first episode on the pod, episode I think four. And I think that was the first time I ever had a guest. Yes. So we'll do a little throwback for the the listeners. Great. Thank you for coming on. We'll see you. We'll see you in three months for episode 100.
I can't wait to be back. For a, a champ 100. name reveal maybe is coming. <laughs> put, put that on the wiki. Right. <laughs> And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Champ, for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow along with me on social media at RTBB Podcast. There's lots of ways that you can engage with other listeners of RTBB and slide into my DMs if there is ever a topic that you want me to discuss on the pod or just with me over DMs. You know, I love a good voice memo. The best thing that you can do to show your appreciation for RTBB is to share it on social media, to leave a review, or to send it to a friend who you think would like it as well. I appreciate you all so much. I hope you are healthy and safe out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I'm ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.